This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by... Recon 2017 is coming up in early May. Hosted by Historical Miniatures Gaming Society, South Chapter. This weekend-long all-gaming convention runs from Thursday, May the 4th through Sunday, May the 7th. The show will be held at the Park Inn by Radisson Resorts and Conference Center on U.S. Highway 192, almost next door to Disney. There will be nine four-hour sessions of gaming across the weekend focusing on historical war games, but also including fantasy and sci-fi war games, role-playing games, and even some board games for a total of well over 100 different game events. Special guest for the convention is writer and game designer Howard Whitehouse, who will be running a couple of games of his own and also joining a few others as a fellow player. There will be over 300 gaming hobbyists with whom to share a table and about a dozen and a half vendors on site ready to commit commerce and a wild and woolly Friday night flea market packed with great deals. Don't miss out on a great weekend of gaming in our own backyard. For more information, including pre-registration and hotel reservations, visit hmgs-south.com. Grove Roots Brewing Company, the official beer sponsor of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Find them in downtown Winter Haven, Florida. They're also on Facebook.com forward slash Grove Roots Brewing and GroveRoots.com. Don't forget the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent Hello, Antoinette. Yeah, we back in the fact. Don't know you had a long day, but let us inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And it's loose on the loose. You know the tag team champion. We get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro ways. You know, Nintendo. Sega Genesis, so many systems, your dreamcast and reminisce. So pull back the curtain and hit the booth, cause it's the happy hour podcast with Johnny and Duke. Good evening, Lakeland! He starts every guild session like that. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. Yeah, we are. And uh, we're Twice Weekly Podcast, dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. Yeah, we are. And uh, we, um, we're very excited because uh, we're going to be talking about the Lakeland Role Playing Guild. We are. And, uh, and there's a lot of people out there that uh, love role playing. And yeah. some people may not have been into like the tabletop RPG stuff. And yeah. uh, this might be their first foray into it. So kind of want to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the Lakeland Role Playing Guild, I want to talk about our good friends at Grove Roots. Yes, our good friends at Grove Roots. Uh, Got to give them a lot of love. And a lot of love to Morgan. She's a new marketing director. We love her. She's awesome. Um, tonight, we're sipping on the Boat Days IPA, which is 6.6%. Uh, it's got lots of American hops and 65 IBU. It's my personal hands down favorite i know i got you because i love you brother i got you the rind and cheers, shine brother. cheers yeah the belgian wit ale with tangerines because i know oh you love that and oh, tracy because so we've got uh back again with us scott glenn and tracy but i know uh tracy you really like the old chap old english ale with molasses as well yes it is a very delightful beer uh, it's so delightful that it's gone already, and we're only on episode two of the night, so it it went pretty quick, so Yay. everybody loved it. But speaking of things that went quick was the double IPA, and that will actually be making a comeback very, very soon, which I'm excited about. Also, they've got a blueberry beer on the way, Ooh. and they've also got a new beer. It's going to be with macadamia nuts that's oh, on the way. Yeah. And also, for you guys that like the mole, yes, the ancho pepper cinnamon and chocolate is going to be brought chocolate. back yeah right i mean when i heard all those things at first together i was like i don't know but then i tried it and i was like this is a really good combination so not only is it going to be brought back it is going to be brought back in permanent and speaking of of breaking news the beep, 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 beep. yep breaking news is now they are moving into the space next door so oh, they are nice. going to be opening very soon um they're going to be opening a tap room, which is awesome because it's going to be 21 and up. 
they're also going to have a projector in there, so they're going to be doing like movie nights and watch parties and stuff, which would be cool. Also, they got an event space that you can rent out. That's and here's the cool thing: if you rent out the event space, you can pick the eight beers that are on tap. Mm-hmm. So you actually get to pick what you want to drink that night, which that I sounds great. Was yep. really really cool. Um, Good times. I just think for beer connoisseurs, it's going to be heaven because it's a room where you can go. It's going to be darker. It's going to be more mellow. They're going to have a bunch of bourbon barrels sitting around that you can, like, sit your glasses on and stuff. That's going to turn into groove roots. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah, well, actually, we're talking about that, too, because I think they're going to have, like, a little band stage in there. So they might Mm -hmm. have certain nights where there's bands just in. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. I got it. So I'm excited about it. And also, here's, here's the really big breaking news I'm excited about. They are going to have a canning line once Ooh. they move into the new spot. So they're actually going to be able to can the beers, make like six packs. So they're going to fill up the refrigerator so you can come in. And I mean, is it select I, beers or anything that they have? It, it, she didn't tell me exactly. Okay. Most probably just being a businessman, I would probably pick like their four best beers. Sure. That makes sense. That makes sense. And then yeah. branch out. Sure. Like, but I mean, the other thing too is if there's something not in a can, you got growlers, bro. Yeah. Like, just get a growler. growler. That's what I love yep. is just getting the growlers, filling up a growler. We've got three growlers tonight that we're sipping on. Growlers. Uh, yeah. That's how you yeah. got to say it. Well, yeah. We had three growlers we were sipping we had, on. We had, yeah, we had three growlers we were sipping on. Yes. I think yes. we're down to Some, one. Somehow, some of them disappeared. I don't know, yeah. what you're I don't about. know how that yeah. happened. Magic. Well, they sold me a faulty one. It had a hole in the bottom. It did. Yeah. Exactly. Totally had a hole. <laughs> yeah. But no, so I mean, I can't sing the praises of Grove Roots enough. We love them, and we love you, Joe, uh, our amazing sponsor, yes. and also Morgan, the new marketing director. Yes, she Morgan, awesome. Uh, we love her to death, and we can't wait to be doing more and more work with you guys. And speaking of more and more work, one of the places I love working with is the Lakeland Role Playing Guild, at which I am actually a member of. And we have everybody at the table. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Scott. I am the Guildmaster, a.k.a. President of the Lakeland Role-Playing Guild. I am Tracy. I am the Guild Seneschal, which is the fancy word for the Executive Assistant of the Lakeland Role-Playing Guild. Uh, I'm Glenn. I handle the uh, all the online uh, stuff. You know, online guru, yeah. which I yeah, love that, because that's, that's his me. title is Mage, mage. because Mage, Guild, Guild that's mage. because he that's thinks amazing. that Scott thinks that shit's magic because awesome. he's just like does it, not it, get any it of his magic. Yeah. I don't yeah. know like, how it works. I yeah. just shoot him numbers and he's yeah. like, uh, "How are you doing that?" I'm like, "It's magic." It's like they're awesome. It's like I, I'm convinced that there are these little gerbils and hamsters in everyone's computer and they talk to each other, you know, by like little tin cans attached to these little invisible strings. That that's how all this information happens. That is what the web is. So, what is the Lakeland Role-Playing Guild? The Lakeland Role-Playing Guild is a, uh, hop, a, a, a gaming hobby-based organization, social club, cultural event, and um, community. We have been together since uh, we officially founded uh, in September of 2000. So, so, we're in our 17th year. We are in our 17th Congratulations, year. Congratulations, Thank you. Thank you. Um, we currently have on our active membership roster uh, 61 members currently. Um, and Which is the highest we've been ever. Highest we've, we have been ever. Uh, um, almost by double. Oh, awesome. Congrats. Um, the, the past 18 months have seen very, very good growth, uh, very, very good productivity, very, very good involvement and participation. Um, um, a lot of folks um, have, have really, really <laughs> stepped up and reached out. Um, the 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 dream and goal that um, that the guild had when it was first founded um, is really starting to come to fruition uh, at, at at this point. Um, our our big thing was trying to knit the community. By no means are we 100% successful. I mean, there there are hundreds and hundreds of gamers in the local area who either do not know about us at all or know about us, but for any number of reasons of their own, choose to not reach out in that fashion, uh, which is which is cool. There's no, absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, but when when we were founded, um, our original guildmaster, when when the vision he had. Because he would come into my store. Uh, I used to work at the Fantasy Factory. For some of you local listeners, may remember that store and may lament its loss. I I, I do every day. Um, he would come into the store and he would see all these guys 
you know, we, we'd meet at the counter. We would, you know, be buying the same books. We'd talk about games, and then everyone would scurry to their own little corners. Um, but we had uh, one of a small group of some of our regular customers at the store. You know, at the they were in their mid forties at that point, and they had been playing together since they were in high school. It was the same group. They would go to shows, but you know, they you know, eh, it wasn't unlike other parts of the country. All these gamers were very isolationist. Mm-hmm. Other parts of the country, you go into a game store, you have a Crown Royal bag full of full of gaming dice on your belt, and it's like, brother, come sit. It, you're immediately there. It, it, it's this, it's this tight unity that happens immediately. And here in Central Florida, because there's so much other stuff to do, and because not to go on too much of a political rant, but but in this area. Central Florida is always on the short end of the economic stick. So when downtimes happen, they hit here first. Mm. When good times happen, they hit here last. So people have a lot of real-life stuff that they're focusing on. So their their time at the game table is their own and, their and personal. Sure. So, yeah. you know, reaching out, it, it, it does take effort to reach out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of folks are just comfortable with, you know, where they're at. Um our original guildmaster Nick and I really wanted to try and break that mold somehow, um, and sometimes we succeeded really well. Other times it was a little bit a little bit touch and go. Um, um, but over the past over the past couple of years, um, we have we've really kind of hit on it. We've 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 gotten a good mix of folks. Um, we've gotten people who are interested themselves in finding other gamers and not leaving the guild once they find those other gamers. Um, actually want to try and reach out and, you know, and grow the community from, a cent- from an organized center. And at the risk of sounding like a, you know egotistical ass, I really think the LRPG can be <laughs> and is that geographic gravitational center for the local gaming community. And since you know we have grown up to 61 members paying members now i i think i think we're well on our way um it's been it's been a long road it's been a lot of hard work but it's been worth it and thanks to tracy and thanks to glenn thanks to a couple of other guys that that are not here at the table with us tonight um that have been helping out um helping me out keeping me sane keeping me focused on one thing at a time um and taking some of the everyday bookkeeping and everyday, you know, processing a you know, minutia out of my hands um, has kept me sane and has spread the workload around and really made it much more effective and productive. Um, so that's, you know, it, it, if, if anything happens and they leave, I... I, I <laughs> I'm yeah, I've already been told I'm not allowed to move away. You've been detrimental. So that's kind of the big picture um, right. description of us. We are, the the brass tacks of it is we put on too many conventions twice, um, too many conventions a month, the second and fourth Fridays of every month from 7 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. at the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Lakeland is where we rent our space from. They have been our landlords for nine, nine years. years now. Um and they've been, you know, pretty good to us, and we appreciate that. And that's at 3140 Troy Avenue in Lakeland, Florida. Um, we have usually up to four scheduled tables, which means that we know what games are going to run on those tables, and it can range from D&D to various D20 games to even games that are not D20-based, sometimes um, miniatures games, sometimes board games, Um Various things like that. And plus we have three open tables, which means a member can come and say, I want to run this and show up at 7 o'clock. And if there's a table available, they can claim it. We also now have a dedicated team table, which proud parent moment. Um, mine and Glenn's son, um, Glenn's son, my stepson, B, is running D&D every night. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Every session that's running cool. a four-hour. That's awesome. Hour that's awesome. Right? That's really cool. It is a four-hour. Yeah. These are four-hour game sessions. He is running every single session. It has been for almost two months now. No shit. That's I awesome. Think. That um, 
that's like parenting done right right yep. there. Yep. Right? It's yep. pretty awesome. And, it's a good feeling. Um, good feeling. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we, we kind of pat ourselves on the back every time because it took a little while to get him to that point. And it just clicked. And now he's... If he's off from school, he's running D&D. And he's, it's like, texting me. Like, I'll be at work. He's like, I got an idea. Like, yeah, what, about, what do you think the about the this? The middle of the week. Yeah, he'll text me. He's like, hey, do you have your DMG guide handy? I'm like, uh, no, man. I'm at work right now. He's <laughs> like, well, I need to know about, you know, magical artifacts. I'm like, well, make something up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Word on the street, there's a thing called Google. Yeah. So. <laughs> right? Um and so we run, so we have the teen table, and that mm-hmm. then that table is populated with our 17-year-old runs the game, and there's anywhere from three to sometimes six teens sitting around it. Um, and then we have the four, usually three to four scheduled tables plus the three open tables. And so we do that twice a month. And, uh, and like I said, we've been around for 17 years now, and this is probably the most organized we've been probably in the last year or two of having really set scheduled tables and providing the open table space and it is kind of like a mini convention you know our members can come in we've done all the back end work so they come in when they walk in at 7 p.m there's a sign-in sheet and there are signs that show what table is playing what and the gms are already sitting there usually because we've let them in first and they can just come and play and so it's really a great experience we run about 23 events a year Roughly, um, December is always a weird month for us because we have our holiday party the first session, and then the second session we're in that point in the year where it's just before Christmas every time, mm-hmm. so we're not doing a session then. And once we get to where we're on the backside of Christmas, then we'll have a session. Uh, for example, we have a session on the Friday after Thanksgiving every year, and that's our very casual gaming because, as we tell people, we're your family too, and sometimes you've just had enough of family and <laughs> need to come and be somewhere with people that you care about. That's awesome. I like and that. Come. And also, it's a very safe space. Like, they don't... It is. There's no shenanigans. I can't remember last time I was there. Something bad had happened. Either the, the election just happened or something bad had happened. It was like a no-fly zone. It's like we couldn't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, no. Which was cool. Strict. Like, it actually was. <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. We can only talk about mm-hmm. gaming. We can't talk about politics or whatever bad life event had happened. Maybe it was another shooting thing, but it was something <laughs> bad had happened. Yeah. But it was just like, we're not talking about that. We're only talking about gaming. That's good. Like, yep, we're here to talk about really games. That's really cool. And, yeah. and we're family friendly. We do have that's kids. Um, yeah. We have kids that play at the main tables with their parents. We have kids who play at a table different from their parents. Mm-hmm. And because they feel comfortable enough to play at that. Now, you know, I will say there are tables if there, are not a, if there is not a child at the table. The table may be more PG thirteen slash R rated. Yeah. Okay. Um, but sure. but but we do keep the volume down when uh, that happens. So. We work on that. Um, and most <laughs> of our players are pretty good at recognizing that if there's a kid sitting at their table, they need to everybody's they need to pull it in check. Sure. Um, and somebody will tell you to put it in check. And it's Allegedly. a very yeah. Well, <laughs> usually me. And um, <laughs> <laughs> guild seneschal also means. Um, Master guild of mom. Arms. Yeah, Master of Arms, Guild Mom. I was going to say Guild Mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's only because right now I'm currently the only woman on the Alderman Council. But um, yes. but we will But there are several it. women in the Guild. There I are. Say. And it is, it is a very safe place. Um, we do have, you know, as much as we don't ever hope to need to use them, we do have procedures in place for how to deal with disruptive players and disruptive um, members and friends. And it's... It's a lot of fun. It's just kind of an easy, you know, our goal on the Alderman Council is to make it to where members can just walk in a game. Sure. And mm-hmm. and what's nice is you don't have to know how to game. We're, you know, every, well, every in-house campaign, but every, you know, we try to convince most of our GMs to have what they're called pre-generated characters, which means they already have characters much like a convention game. So you can walk in and not have to own the book and not have to know how to play and you will learn how to play. That is one of our missions is to teach you how to play games that you may not have played before. So I recently ran a Force and Destiny from um, Fantasy Flight Games, which is a system that many of our gamers did not know how to use. And I ran it and it was fun and it was a different system because it was not a Mm D20-based system. And so that's been really neat. It's all about the education of our gamers. That's awesome. So if I'm listening to this episode, I'm like, hey, I live in the Lakeland area or close to it, and I want to become a member. How does that work? How do you sign up? You know, those questions. You come for a couple of sessions. Like, okay. we recommend people to come to at least two before they sign up. Um, oh, you don't have to pay when you show up. Right. Oh, like you can you just come check it out. You can come check it out for oh, two cool. sessions because, okay. you know, it's, we want to make sure that we're a right fit for you and sure. that you're a right fit for us. Okay. And, you know, 
and really between two sessions you're, you may see completely different games mm-hmm. um so come for two sessions by your third we do ask that you sign up mm-hmm. um and it's really a simple matter of you fill out a, a sheet of paper that gives us your name and your email address and it's currently 25 dollars a year for the membership fee we're the second half of our year so we're prorating our dues to a 10 ish. Yeah. Okay. But we'll take your 25 if you want to give us 25. <laughs> <laughs> like, we won't, you and know. That's why I like to, like, they we prorate won't fault stuff. You, but we will so prorate. If you don't do it right at the beginning of the year. If you could jump it in the middle, you get a better rate. Yeah. Right. And, you know. and our year is not a calendar year. Yeah, our, year our, our year is a traditional fiscal year. So we're running from, oh, septem- okay, from September, gotcha. from September until, August. until August. Okay. Awesome. That's cool. So uh, just for those at home, like what what assortment of games do you guys normally play? Because obviously when people think of uh, tabletop RPG, you know, you're, th- you're thinking of D&D first of all. Like what other stuff, what kind of extreme, like, you know, extremes well, do you have? Uh, yeah, we, scales? We've got a, um, a couple tables will run um, just about every session. There's a, a D&D game going on, 5th mm-hmm. fi- uh, edition, which is really popular right now. It's kind of revitalized uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Sure. Um, so that's pretty popular. So there's just about always at least one table of that going on. Um, and then after that, uh, often there's a, a Pathfinder game, which is essentially D&D 3.75 <laughs> for all you gamer geeks out there. Um, and then from there, it, it runs the gamut of, of Star Wars D20. There'll be... Um, We've even had the old Star Wars D6 system yeah. from West End yeah, Games. Yeah, the West End Games D6. Those of you out in Podland who yeah. go back that far. I, I, Trust I me, refer- I've I got re- a ton of that stuff in my yeah. office. Like, I've got tons of that yeah. that system. I in refer the to that as the best Star Wars. That is. In my opinion, <laughs> it's hands down my favorite and best. Far like, superior. That's yeah. one of the conversations Heck we yeah. don't have personal, at home. That's, yeah. a, that's a... a Really? Of the house. Is yeah. that is it like yeah. you're the D twenty? I'm a D twenty girl. Oh, yeah. West End. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, a, Star Wars, I'm a Star Wars D twenty guy myself, as far as preference for the game system. But I love West End games because West End games because because West End games was, was my first exposure to the Star Wars RPG setting, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it is because of the West End game system that the Star Wars universe survived. Yep. And all of yeah. the expanded universe canon was born out of West End games. West End games. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. When Timothy Zahn wrote his uh, uh, Admiral Thrawn series yes. or the, the Empire. Mm-hmm. The, um, the, what, what was it called? Grand Admiral Thrawn. The, well, Heir to the Empire. Heir to the, Heir to the Empire. Empire. Yeah. 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 Uh, he was given a, a set of the West sure. End uh, games I supplements books. Yeah. To, uh, to, <laughs> yeah. to, to write those from. So but we also do, so we do sci-fi, we do fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, we have three, what are known as our in-house campaigns, which means that there are multiple GMs playing in the same universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is our Kingdoms of Legend, which is a Pathfinder supplement game, technically. Right. It, yeah, it, it's, um, it's powered by the Pathfinder RPG rule set and it is a fantasy game but it's also historical minded it's a it's a it's a very alternate history north northern Europe and the year magic. with magic and fairies in the year 1415 okay yeah great time period I could I could go on for four or five episodes telling about that but we will we'll Tracy is shaking her head violently <laughs> no so I will hope I'll refrain from doing that right please don't but we do have we currently now have Four GMs, because we just had um, two GMs, I'm one of them, graduate into being able to run that in-house campaign. So that is a shared universe across four different GM tables, which gives you a different, everybody's doing a different take on it. We also have our sci-fi version, or sci-fi game, which is Interstellar Overdrive, which has four GMs as well now, because you had two that graduated from the Academy, and right. you and Steve. Do um, talk about that too, because that's amazing. Is um, and that is a mostly D20 and D20 modern, although we're starting to maybe slide into allowing other game systems. And then our other um, in-house campaign is Shadows Over Lakeland, which is a, is a modern horror game using the um, White World, Wolf's World, World of Darkness, World of Darkness. First edition. Uh, okay, so we're using a lot of terms, a lot, right. a lot of jargon here. Um, but we have to assume that some people have never heard of what mm-hmm. a D20 is. Like, what is a D20 game? What does that mean? Like, right. just to give a basic idea for people that want to... All right. Let's see. D20 is using a D20... Right. There, there, are, there are seven different types of dice, different size right. of dice that are used in role-playing games. Mm-hmm. One of them is a D20. Mm-hmm. And about... Uh, 
1999-2000 era, era um, Dungeons & Dragons, the, at the time the flagship game of the entire gaming industry, um, may put out a new edition of the game, third edition, and the rule mechanic was streamlined a bit from the older days. The other dice were used, but everything, it all boiled down to you roll a 20-sided die and add a modifier. Sure. And that was the result, and if that result was a high enough number, you succeeded. Mm-hmm. Bare bones, that's the, that's, that's the core of it. Um, by way of comparison, there are some other game systems. Um, GURPS, for instance, is, a, is another game system. It uses three d six. You roll them, but you want but the lower number, the lower total number, the better. In ah, the, in, okay. in in that game, sure. There are some other ones that use percentage dice, you know, to to, to determine like you know, the Marvel superhero like system from back in the day, the TSR system. Yep, it'd be mm-hmm. percentage, right? Yeah. So you know everything's based on you know scale of one to a hundred or or beyond. I mean they do open ended too, but um. So so the d twenty mechanic is sure. Roll a d20, add a modifier, there's your result, boom. Perfect. Okay, so this is give people at home that don't know you know, what that means. Uh, also, if you become a member, do you know ahead of time what games you're being played, or do you find out the day of, or how does that work? You, you, you know ahead of time. Okay. Um, if you already are a member, or become a member at our annual meeting in September, you will receive a membership packet, which will include the final draft it's never the final hard copy, but it's always the final draft of the schedule of game of events for the for the coming twelve months. Oh wow! Okay. So you have that in your hand, and then every Saturday, um, sometime between nine and ten p.m., we have an electronic newsletter that we send out. Um, one or two s- very very short little blurbs of, you know, gamer wisdom, or you know, gamer events, um, pictures from the previous event. And a, a large banner of what's coming up for the next event with details of you know who's running it, um, a, a little synopsis blurb of, a, of of each of the given scenarios, and then also a, and a section marked you know coming in the future with mm-hmm. just the bullet points of the dates and and just the titles of, of the approximately games. the next five about events. the next yeah oh, ne- okay. next four so to you're, five you're well versed in oh, knowing yeah, yeah. we, yeah. we mm-hmm. spend a week and mm-hmm. so the way the schedule typically works and this is some of that background stuff that our our members know about but don't have to deal with sure, is yeah. in May we release the forms for GMs to submit that they want to run a game and they for run the ne- for, for the, the next, next year. year. And so they fill out the form and tell me what they want to run and what, you know, kind of, you know, what they're looking for for number of sessions and things like that. And then in July, I usually sit down um, with an adult beverage and a large spreadsheet grid and post-it notes and try to make sense of all of that. And and, and arrange everything. And the adult beverage is the key. Um, (laughs) And this takes me, when we first did this, the the first time that I sat down with Scott to do the schedule, because it used to be. (laughs) Because the the poor girl said, Scott, why are you making such a big deal about this? How the hell hard can it be? How hard can it be? Let's go have a drink and let's figure this out. And four hours later and two drinks later, we had six months planned. Um, And at the time, that was because we had the problem of, we had the same three GMs were running all the tables. And so we would plan a table, plan a night, go, okay, great, that one's done. No, wait, we have the same GM at two tables. That's not going to work. Now I have the opposite problem because scheduling's in my purview as a Seneschal. Um, I have more games than I have space for. Last year we only scheduled three tables per session. Now we're at four tables per session. And I had to turn games down. Mm. this time which is why we opened up to the open tables and we allowed people to kind of fill in as they wanted to and i foresee that being my same issue this year which is a great problem to have don't get me wrong i really would rather have this problem Uh, but it takes me about a week to kind of figure out the flow of the schedule and then we do the open tables to allow for some space in that too so that you know we have the scheduled tables so that you know if you like to play the star wars game that we're running you know that it's going to run these sessions. Boom, and we're done. And so otherwise, we're, you know, we try to make it to where we've got a good flow and a good balance between the types of games playing, that we're playing okay. an even number of fantasy games and an even number of sci-fi sure. games. And Because you know, we all have our favorite games that we like to play at, and we all have our favorite games we like to run. Um, 
and you know, and I do tell the membership that the Seneschal can be bribed with chocolate um, or How whiskey. How does that go? Say that chocolate again. Yeah. <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> but also, one thing I want to mention that they've left out is they've got a Facebook page, and also they make a Facebook event page yes. oh, cool. for each that's event. That's awesome. And then through that, you can pre-register. So, if, like, I know he's running a Star Wars game next Friday, and I want to go. I can go ahead and message and say, hey – put me down for table A for Scott's Star Wars game. So I already know that I'm locked in, I'm ready, because each table will only have so many slots, right. like eight or ten or whatever it is per table. So because of that, you can kind of go ahead and get locked in. And speaking of things that need to get locked in, we need to lock in some of these ads so we can get some of these bills paid. So we'll be right back with more of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by... Retro Game Treasure. Retro Game Treasure is an amazing monthly subscription service. They send you custom tailored boxes straight to your door from the video games that you love. You go on there, you have a wish list, you have your console of choice. They'll send you games from an assortment of consoles like NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy Color, Xbox, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2. GameCube, and many more. And what what do listeners of the Happy Hour get, Deuce? Put in Happy Hour in the promo box, and you'll get $2 off your order. Remember, with Retro Game Treasure, you get classic video games delivered every month. Go to RetroGameTreasure.com, pick your consoles, set your preferences, and add to your wish list. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. And we're back with a happy hour with Johnny Deuce and the amazing Lakeland Role Playing Guild. Um, I'm actually really curious because I've been playing tabletop RPGs for as long as I can remember. Yeah, when am I getting so, an invite to that group, you ass? Okay. Yeah, why so I have a bunch of guild? friends. Yeah. So that's right, what I'm yo, saying yo. now. I have a bunch so of friends that would be guild. interested. They're going to hear this episode and be like, hey, I want to check this out. And some of them live in Lakeland, so why not? Well, come yeah. on uh, But so I have a group that I've been playing, you know, we've been playing Mage, we've been playing, you know, D&D and all kinds of different things. Uh, and uh, Dungeon World all kinds of stuff awesome stuff uh really easy accessible games uh that you can play in a night on and uh, have fun so what i was gonna i was telling them i was like my friend marcus he's a i mean huge into uh, tabletop rpgs like he buys a, a new game every month essentially and he's learning it and you know he has like a podcast he goes and listens to that it is dedicated just to tabletop rpgs and that's all they talk about you guys probably know what that is but there's like different ones and they're just like dedicated to that and they're dedicated to like what's the they review the game essentially like oh, this is why you should pick up this game this is what this game's about and uh, it's kind of neat and that's what's so cool about what you guys are doing is the fact that you can be a new member a new person to a game and you're going to learn the game which is awesome so if you're even like on the fence you know like I'm, I want to go check it out because I've never been hey I need to do it um, dude it's yeah. so much fun yeah. like I'm telling you it's a blast yeah. like I have so much fun every time I go I can play something different every time because, sure. like, you're not locked in. Now, if I remember correctly, some of your games, like Interstellar Overdrive and stuff, your character, like, if I want to make a character, I can carry it over from game to game, It correct? depends on the GM. Like, okay. some GMs, we, we highly recommend that the GMs provide the pre-generated characters right. because sure. we want to make sure that – so if you're new – a role-playing rule set book, your your core rule book, is like fifty, sixty dollars. Mm -hmm. And if you're yeah. not even sure you want to be a gamer, that's a huge outlay. So to be able to sit down and be told, "Here's your character," it's a huge, just play it. Yeah, is great, and you can play different characters at different times. Some tables will have set characters. Players play at that table every single time. She says, as somebody who <laughs> requires a certain character at a certain yeah. table. Um, and there are others who will move to different characters throughout. And, you know, some GMs will do allow you to create a character. Some GMs do keep with the pre-generated characters right. and more of the convention theme of right. having a set and play then sometimes set that they know. I, I think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, like if I sit down at a table and I say, okay, I'm taking this pre-gen character, but I'm like, hey, Scott, next time I want to come play at your table again, you'll let me play the same pre-generated character and he'll have leveled up a little bit right? because it, I played him once or twice before. Yeah, I mean, we, we, do, have, we do have some players, uh, like, 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 like Tracy said and like Kyle just alluded to, you know, we do have some players who, when they you know sit down at a table for the first time and try out 
you know, the particular adventure or, you know, the particular campaign, and they get their pre-generated character. Some of them adopt them immediately. Um, some people, you know, it's like, eh, maybe not, maybe try a different character the next time and kind of float around. Um, so, but yeah, if, if it, in, in my case, because of the type of game master that I am, the, the type of player that I am, you know, if I have people, somebody sit down and they really identify with that character, Tracy, um, they, they, Glenn adu- too, not just me. <laughs> well, it, it, it did take Glenn a little bit of time to actually pick one that he read, he really identified with, but he did find we're talking one. about, if I remember correctly, is your Star Wars it's campaign. My, it's my Star which Wars Which is game. fucking legendary. Which, which I, yeah. believe it or not, yeah. as big of a Star Wars fan as I am, and you, you know, you I, have never I've played never a Star played Wars a role- Star Wars Dude, role we gotta role. make that happen. Oh, so that'll like, make your goddamn head Like, if you explode. go, if, yeah. for those that don't I know. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Oh, there you go. Actually, it's funny because... Like if you go into our, our our studio, our main studio, it's like half half the studio is nothing it's but Star Wars. It's a shrine to Star Wars, Wars over there with all uh, your Star Wars. Exactly. Don't say that disparagingly. Yeah. That's I'm not, but I'm just saying like all it's missing <laughs> yeah. is a couple candles. Is all I'm saying. We can so, fix that. Yeah, yeah the newest addition, uh, the newest addition to the the room was uh, actually a week before Carrie Fisher died. I got a oh, that was so I, sad. which is really yeah. weird. I got uh, a cutout of her in the slave Leia, and I was like. And, and then it was a, week like a week later. And every time I open the door and walk into yeah. there, I just see her yeah. looking at me, and I'm just like, oh. So yeah. that was really like, oh. Yeah. But uh, anyways, but yeah, I love Star Wars. I, I, I yeah. mean, it's like part of my DNA since I've been yeah. watching ever since I can. I mean, I literally got brought to it uh, in Return of the Jedi. I don't remember it, obviously, but I was a little baby. And they were like, hey. Um, oh, dear God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deuce yeah. and I are the same age, FYI. Yeah. Oh. We're born the same year, 82. Oh, my but God. Let's just say you, some of us, uh, we're older than the 40th anniversary. Okay. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is I've been watching it. It's been by osmosis forever, right? <laughs> but so I'm like surprised. So one I have never played. We a, need uh, to figure out a night where so we can I, get I, you on Friday to like come. Because what interest. time does it Guild start? May. 7, 7 right? p.m. 7 p.m. So I think you could get to like one by 7. Absolutely, and then yeah. we could get you signed up for Scott's table and I'll come. And once and again, what day of the yeah. week do you guys normally do so this? So it's the second and the fourth Fridays of the month. Okay, I can definitely make those. So, you know, and that's important to remember because sometimes there's a fifth Friday. And so, oh, true. Yeah, yeah. So our fifth Friday is actually now our social events. And we get together at the Panera on South Florida in Lakeland and just hang out and talk because our gamers uh, on months when we had fifth Fridays, there was some withdrawal symptoms happening of getting together. And so because and we I think they'll play some card games and stuff, won't they? Well, we bring card games. games. They've been brought. And we sit them in the center of the table. Open. To this day, they've never yeah. been open to play. So okay. it ends up being a conversation about life and, you know, and getting to know one another and that's getting good. to know the gamers. And that's, that's awesome. you know, like I've couple, been. A couple of weeks ago, we had, we had a, we had a yeah. fifth Friday social event. We had 18 people. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're about I mean, to outgrow the Panera. Yeah. They're going to start getting unhappy yeah, with us. Yeah, they're going to start charging um, us a rent. But <laughs> it's, this is one of the things that I have to say. I've been a member since for six years now of Lakeland World Playing Guild, and they are they are like a family. I mean, even if we've kind of become this really weird extended family now because we're getting so big. And, you know, when I started, we had maybe 30 members, and we were running about 12 people a session. So we were doing really good if we could have two tables, and now we're running approximately 30 people per session, and we have 61 members. And so it's become an extended family, but it's still a family. And and so we get together, and we hang out, and people are developing friendships outside of Guild, and it's it's just really, I mean, we were having to throw people out at the end of the night. You know, we're usually, we've cleaned up, we, Guild officially ends at 11.30, we clean up, we reset the room. And sometimes it's 1 a.m. and we're like, you, you all need to go. Yeah. Like, yeah. We our, need to our, go our home un- our unofficial, now. Our unofficial late night motto is, you don't have to go home, but, but you, you can't, can't stay, stay here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's happened because sure. you do. You make friends with these people like Scott at a young age, me and him met. and you Well, know, we you were a young out. age. I, I was a young <laughs> age. You were not. But, like, we met and then we started hanging out outside of our gaming stuff. And, and then Scott became a really good friend and a, sure. and a mentor to me at a young age. And same thing with Glenn and, and Tracy as well by proxy. And you make friends with the people you game with. And sure. it becomes an extended family. Absolutely. And it's such... I cannot say there. there's not a better place that such a loving and safe atmosphere and where you can make new friends, especially if you're an introvert, if you're somebody that's not very, you know, that doesn't mm-hmm. come easy to. Right. I think role-playing kind of gives you that easy in where you're playing a game together and then you start seeing these people every week and, you know, you make friends. And, and our good friend, who, who God bless him, isn't 
doing as much with the LRPGs he used to from the Just Ice League. Like, me and him, Eric, became really close. And there was a couple uh, – there was a gentleman, his daughter, that used to play with us all the time that I really, really liked, which – by the way, his daughter never played with his daughter. She's like six, and she rolls like a god, oh, and yes. she will destroy Emma. your Emma, shit. Yes. Yeah, Emma will will blow <laughs> your a girl shit. After my own heart. Yeah, I she love will her. destroy you, and she's six with a unicorn shirt on, and will just You're wreck your down. shop. Yeah, <laughs> That's awesome. she will wreck your shop <laughs> That's every time. That's so, great. but you know, you make these friendships that for you sure. wouldn't have made normally, yep. mm-hmm. and it's fun. And the other thing that's, at least for me, because you know how hectic my schedule is, mm-hmm. it's not so bad when it's only every other Friday. It's two Fridays a month. Mm-hmm. And plus, you can pre-register. You know what's going to happen. So, like, I can look and I can say, okay, this week there's a game I really want to play. Or I go, oh, okay, this week there's not something I really want to play. So, if I miss that one, that's okay. Like, you've got a lot of options. So, there's a lot of really cool things you can do with the, the role play. Well, yeah. For so, so, example, for someone like me, literally, I've never played – the Star Wars role-playing game, and I'm intrigued because I love Star Wars. So I would, I would love to come out on a night that you know you're going to be doing a Star Wars game. Um, yeah, I, I have one, and Tracy has one. So mm-hmm. I'd love to come out uh, on a night you know like that. So I'd like to come in, and I'll learn the game because I've never played it. You guys would be mm-hmm. happy to teach me, which is good because I'll know and you nothing get about it. Generated character, so you don't have to spend two hours with the rule. That's book true. Because making a character, because like, making the character is the most gosh darn hardest come, thing ever. I come yeah. from the old school D and D days where you literally you can we we spend like uh, we do like overnight weekends. We're just creating characters first before right. we even play the game. Like we're just going through the ins and outs. I'll write down like a whole like novella of like what my character's been through, you know, their family members, their second yeah, cousins, all stuff. that stuff. Yeah. All right, I mean, we'll we'll spend a whole week. This is what we used to do back in the day, and we just stay up for hours. Uh, Shout out to Wood. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, the, so so yeah, like I'd love to come out and just kind of learn what the game is about mm-hmm. and meet everyone, and you know, that'd be you know. That'd be fun for me, and I'm gonna check it out. And I'll bring my uh, friends too, because I have yeah. friends that uh, you've got a lot of friends. I do that, that play. They play. I mean, they play they all the play, time. Yeah. Like they play, you know, on we tabletop. Just need to, what we need to do is figure out who all's coming, and then pre-register. Sure. Scott, the, so he's yeah. Got absolutely. All the spots for sure. Yeah. So. Right. Now, keep in mind, mm-hmm. I'm I I love having players, and for my Star Wars game, I do run a ludicrously large ten. party. I have ten, ten characters. Oh, wow. in the party. Ridiculous. It it you know I'm I'm running a company. Yeah, and I, I run an adventuring party. I run a company. Um, I do have some of those characters that are already claimed. Sure. So I do have some slots that are like what, permanently what, filled. Speaking of that, like Glenn and Tracy have a character they play. What is right. you two's characters that you play every single time? Because I know they're they're very close to your heart. Because you do with characters, they get very very close to your heart. I'll I'll, I'll start with mine. It's short and sweet. He's uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's a Doros. So he's you know if you, if you've uh, you know, obviously, if you watch Star Wars and you, is, yeah. you see the, the the gray-headed aliens, and you know, uh, he's the ship engineer. He's the the uh, what he refers to himself as the co-captain of the ship. His <laughs> brother is the actual captain, but he, he you know, they're co-owners, they're co-owners, so. uh, co-captain, co-captain. <laughs> um, but he he's the engineer. Um, That's awesome. His name is Karai, and nice. uh, yeah, he's a Doros. He loves the ship, and he's kind of an introvert. So you know, I I spend a lot of my time uh, fixing the ship. Making sure it's in tip-top shape. And yelling at the rest of us when we run off to do another adventure right. without getting paid. That's right. I, I <laughs> try to make sure. <laughs> with our crew, unfortunately. The, yeah, uh, yeah. Kirai tries to make sure the, that, that everything we do, we we get paid for, and that doesn't always It happen. sounds like an episode of Fireflies, what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of that. Yeah, uh, take a job, keep flying. Yeah. yeah. Um, and try not to wreck the ship, which doesn't always happen. Uh, and I play um, Taryn, who is a renegade Jedi. This is set um, in a weird off, it's a what-if type of thing. So there's been change points in the timeline. And okay. so we're playing what's called an Infinities game. So there's been major change points in the game. And my character is a renegade Jedi. Um, this is a time right around the Rebellion, if the Rebellion happened. And in Scott's universe, it doesn't necessarily oh, as an organized okay. thing interesting <laughs> okay uh, and so she is a child from the temple she was there at the temple the night it fell and escaped and is um, has like major subscriptions to issues and has some some things that she's dealing with and just told her crew recently that she's a Jedi now explain this to me and, and Johnny can probably explain some too because you're such a big fan of Star Wars what is a renegade because I know what a Jedi is right. what is a renegade so Jedi? Jedi are not really around anymore Jedi have all been killed off 
And so you're so kind of like a Jedi in hiding. Yes. Okay, so it's not like you're a renegade, like in the middle somewhere, right. Jedi. Like you're doing no. bad stuff and good stuff. You're still a well, Jedi. Is, you're just like on the run. The yeah. yeah. So yeah, she's she's on the run. Yeah. But and in you hiding. maybe operate in the shades of gray area some. That's a way to put it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are gray Jedi. People yeah, yeah that, that's know. something that's kind of been new added to the canon. The whole gray Jedi. Well, area. in the and in the rule set, there's um, dark side points, and she likes uh, for a period of time was collecting them like they were candy, and it was Halloween night. So you know, <laughs> it was, um, and then you got to work those off, if I remember yeah, correctly, right? Yeah, like you got to do them. like yep. deeds or right. like yep. you know she, sacrifice yourself and she's stuff burned like one that, off yeah. so far. She's burned one off of like thirty five or something. <laughs> No, I nope. think I have seven. Uh, we, we, oh, okay. we, yeah, we, yeah, which, yeah, yeah, it's bad enough. Yeah, she's, yeah, the, but psychologically, her character is uh, pretty black and blue. Okay. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, um, but yeah, the 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 setting itself. Um, it well, you're a, Johnny, you're a fan, so you know you're familiar with the with the comic book series that oh, they were doing. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the infinities. It was like you know sure. what ifs, mm-hmm. alternate timelines. Yeah. Um, I, I I did that with the setting. I threw in a couple of change points that uh, that occurred during the events of Revenge of the Sith and expanded out from there. Um, one of the change points is when Anakin, well, at that point, he was already Vader, goes into the temple and lays siege to the temple with the 501st, and he finds the, and he finds the children in the council chamber, and he kills them off screen mm-hmm. in the movie. Mm-hmm. In my campaign setting, he rescues them. Oh, they become okay, the, gotcha. they become the basis gotcha. of 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 the new order imperial knights. Gotcha. Okay. That's actually a really cool idea. Yep. Yeah. So so the the entire the entire feel that I'm going for with 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 my setting is uh, there's a couple of other change points too, but I don't want to give those away quite yet. How do you find out about those for someone that's new? Like when you just find out the night of? Oh, like we have a f- we well some of the longer running campaigns, especially Scott's, because I made him do this so that he wouldn't spend all his time telling the history of it. We yep. have a now a four page dossier of what has happened with ah, this crew. Okay. As far as this crew goes, and but also I think you can get that pre meet. Like say if you yeah. sign up for the table, mm-hmm. I think you can send him like email him that so you could read the four right. page yeah. thing before you got and, there. And 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 we do have some information about our various campaigns, mine included, although mine is still sketchy at this point because I just don't have time. Don't um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tracy's <laughs> giving me give me the wine wine comment. Um, but um, but we on, on our on our website message board we do ha- we do keep you know some synopses info about the campaigns up there. And, um, and two, just to give a schedule for how things go for the night, we start at seven, but we don't. At seven fifteen, we start announcements, and at seven thirty, we actually start gaming. Okay. So you have, if you're new to a table, chances are good you're going to get the kind of broader synopsis sure. when you sit down at the and table. Somebody there at the table will probably fill you yeah. in. Yeah, don't feel like you need to sit down. No, you know, having a four having page. Right. Yeah, no. right, right, right. right. Okay. No. Show up, sit down. Someone yeah. will give you a character, explain uh, to you what you need yeah. to do. You guys, know you guys had me yeah. at role play. You had me at Star Wars. Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely. But uh, so, so, definitely but yeah. So, so the, so the, the overall vibe that I'm going with with my Star Wars Infinities, there are still rebellion cells, but they have not knit into a cohesive rebel alliance. Okay. Rogue They're One helped a lot with that, with Rogue giving you the... Fantastic. Yeah, because th- that was awesome because the imagery that you have in Rogue One of, of, of Saw Gerrera's team, that is how I run my rebels. They are insurgent terrorists. Oh, okay. Gotcha. They may have, at some point, a few years ago, a good reason for doing what they're doing, but they don't care how they get to that goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're all individual cells, so I'm I'm going with the idea of the Star Wars galaxy has a very very uh, World War II feel. It's 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 not Nazi occupied Europe, and the Outer Rim territories are like North Africa. Okay, you know, the Imperials are there. They may not have a tight knit, a tight tight fist hold on everything, and there's still some underworld stuff happening. And yeah, there's still some underworld stuff happening, sure. but the empire actually can like get some benefit out of that, so they're kind of letting it happen. Right. Um, and you know, so it, and there's you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of observation, there's a lot of surveillance. Sure. There's there's, there's a lot of worrying. You know, even if you are not a bad guy, there's always the, there's always the worry of you know of a regular person in the in the universe. Like, okay, well, I got to be careful what I do and what I say because my neighbor could drop a dime on me. Mm-hmm. 
for no reason other than to cover their own ass. Sure. So it 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 it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a darker dark times. Sure. So. And awesome. every GM with every game that they're running typically runs in that kind of you know depth to their game and their background, and sure. I think that's what's the beauty of the guild is that while we typically run every GM runs no more usually than six sessions per year per activity year. Some of these games have been going for years that they've been running at Guild. And so you've got this long-standing tradition and background and different players coming in and playing. That's the beauty of how we run things because we run it very convention style that you can walk in and sit at any table and play at any game. Uh, I, 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 prefer, I prefer to liken it to a long-running television series. Mm. You know, the campaigns are the TV series. Each game session is an episode. There'll be a beginning, middle, and end. You know, if you can only make it to one, you know, one one guild event every three months, you will not have missed much. But most importantly, you will not have missed the point of what you sat down for that night. So it's you know, it, like, if we know for sure that we're going to be having another se- another session of of our game at the next guild meeting, we may have a small little bit of a cliffhanger or something overhanging. Right. But for the most part, it's self-contained episodes within. The greater series. So for the for the for the part time, you know, guild event attendee, they're they're not missing out on as much. They're still getting a a, a cohesive finished product for their time. Or or even still, there'll be um, you know outside of the in house games, there's um, one shots that'll get run. You know, a, a GM will come in and they'll run a, a dungeon world or a savage worlds game or sure. or, or or whatnot um, or dread. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then there's the sort of short campaigns that might run two or three sessions. Like I, I did one this year f- that only ran three sessions, and um, they ran right in a row, you know. And so I was mostly able to keep the same players. They came back, liked it enough to come back for the second session, and demanded a second season. Demanded a second <laughs> season. <laughs> yeah. Classic pulp adventurers working for a secret organization that turned out to be the Knights Templar against the resurgent Vlad Tepes and his band of vampires right. in a steampunk setting. Right, and it was, <laughs> oh, wow. it was, it was uh, <laughs> what were the characters? Uh, Alan Quarterman. Alan, Alan Quarterman. Uh, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Oh, wow. Uh, Amanda from Highlander. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I remember, yeah. and I guess that was your Indiana Jones game, is yeah. that, that one, like that one was super popular. The one question I had for you is, if somebody like pre-registers for a table, like let's just take me and Johnny for example, and said, "Hey, we want to be at your Star Wars table." Is there a way for you to let them know before the night of, like, what their character is or a general idea, or is that just a little um, too much? Um, I I can. I, yeah. it, it's easier to let you know on 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 the basic broad strokes of the campaign, yeah. and give you a little bit of highlight mm-hmm. of what the group has done, yeah, so that you taking over, you know. A character within that group that's been yeah. running I mean, not consistently, but, but I mean, but I mean, for in-game time, right. the in-game time is probably we're probably pushing 16, 18 months in-game. Yeah. Um, you know, I give you some info on that, but as far as actually the character itself, eh, it may depend on what mood I'm in. I'm okay. yeah. so yeah. it might and literally depends. like get to where we sit down at the table, and you're like, oh, you know, Glenn and Tracy's there, and Sally and and Tommy, and I know what their characters are. Just so to level right. that out, I'm going to give right. a Deuce and Johnny these two characters. Correct. It's going to level out the playing well, field. Well, it depends or, on what the story gap is. That they don't yeah. yeah, because have. if the story requires you know these two characters to be there, right. you know, that's the benefit. Having run as a GM, um, the benefit of creating pre-generated characters is I can create the story because I know what characters are available. Right. Right. And I know what skills they have to be able to craft the story to that. And so I, as a GM, can sit there and go, okay, I have six characters, but I have four players sitting here. Right. Okay, I need these four players, you know, because I'll rank my players. I don't know if that's how you do it, but I rank my players based on who I need in the story that night. Right. And I can go, okay, so repeating people I may, you know, especially yeah. if I know after the first session this person's going to come back because they come every session. And they love that character. And, and they even if they don't love the character, the character. They, I know that yeah. they've said, I'll be back next session. But then it becomes, okay, well, this character I need tonight, this character maybe not so much. And while this character may have been the perfect one for you, character A is the one I need for the night and nobody else is here to play it yeah. so you get to play that like, character prime example like in games like that you always you, you've always got a Jedi you've always got a smuggler but say me and Johnny sit down at the table and at that night 
we need to hack into something. And if I remember correctly, the term is splicer in the Star Wars. Slicer. No, slicer. No, yeah, yeah, no P. Slicer. slicer. So it's like, oh, man, we're going to break into someplace and we need some data. We need a slicer. So let's give Johnny the slicer character because that's something we need for this particular adventure. So mm-hmm. that'll also not only give him a character, but it makes him a focal point character now because he's they got feel a really like important they, they job. Have a purpose, yeah, yeah right. because like that's the job we have yeah. to get done tonight. So... And, and that's a good thing of a good game master because a good game master is going to put the new people in a spotlight position to to where that they're a bigger part of the story if they know, like, this is their first time and they really want that, you know. Because everybody wants their time to shine when they're playing a role-playing game. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to be like, okay, I'm just the guy that's holding a blaster and I'll pop a few shots off to cover you. Like, you want to be, you know, you want to be a Unless you're like point. me who sat down my first time going, I don't know how to do this. I mean, I haven't played in – 15 you know 10 yeah. years so give me a character that's probably not going to do much and, yeah. and that was easier for me to just kind of sit and observe that first yeah. time and go oh, okay so now it's my turn to do something and then also sure. some of that might be at uh, gm's discretion because mm-hmm. you when you sit down with some people you know that they're introverted and they might not want to do much but you sit down with let's use me as an example an alpha personality you're like yeah he's going to want the spotlight let's what can we give this asshole so he feels <laughs> like he's important or so he's do not running the game shoot. off the rails. Yeah. Well, that's usually exactly what it is. Give sh- do something. Yeah. Shoot or punch. Yeah, let's talk about the crows. Yeah. Let's talk about the crows, Deuce. Oh, you, let's talk about you and your crows. Every time she has a Cthulhu game, there are killer crows. And I don't know what the problem is with her and her crows. I love Cthulhu. to tear Deuce's eyeballs out. <laughs> yeah, like every time we play, I always get my eyeballs Because out, we like were in a time. Cthulhu game and you thought it would be a good idea to shoot a shotgun at it. You know, because Polk <laughs> County Redneck says if there are crows shoot coming at you, shoot them with a shotgun because it's buckshot, it's spread, 50. you'll kill a bunch. Fifty crows. Well, I thought I could take a few. So <laughs> the there is players. a reason why they call a group of crows a, a murder, murder of crows, crows. Which, which I was found the name out of the session actually How about that. Yeah, that's which awesome. well because I knew nothing about. I still know nothing about Cthulhu, so it was Everyth- all like new to me. Simple Run. rule in Cthulhu: Run. everything is bad. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. did not know that. And <laughs> I found out very quickly. He almost died. Yeah, yeah. Like I had night to fudge one, some rules. Like hour I had to two. fudge some rules yeah. as a GM because I could have killed him. Yeah, she, she was <laughs> like, I so want to murder him right now. So like, <laughs> I, I think I limped along, and they put me up in the hotel for points. like three oh, days wow. or something. Yeah. Like it was bad. That's so. awesome. Well, I tell you one thing. I'm I'm very excited. I I actually want to come out and uh, check it out because uh, Friday nights work good for me. Um, good. And, good. Uh, come on out and uh, check you guys out, and um, of course Star Wars and stuff like that. We'll probably. Uh, talk ahead of time so I can see, you know, who's got a spot open and All whatnot. Right. But uh definitely want to do that. And for those that want, there is a website. There's a – the easiest way to get a hold of us, sure. uh, much to <laughs> Scott's chagrin, is Facebook. This Facebook. is a conversation we have on a regular basis. I'm okay with Facebook now. Now. I've um, taken my – Actually, i got to give him credit. He's shots. gotten very good because nine times out of ten, I message him on Facebook Messenger now, and he's very prompt what – Within 24 hours, he gets well, back we, to me, which we, I say is Glenn wrong. and I got the positions as guild mages, plural, originally because I walked up to him and said, we need to have a Facebook page, and I'm going to go ahead and make one, okay? Mm-hmm. Thanks. Great. Okay, bye. Which I and said, but that means I have to get on Facebook. No, you don't. Whatever. Don't. No, you don't have to do anything. I've got it. And so our Facebook page is facebook.com slash lakelandrpg. And all one, um, all one word. And you can find our event listings, and you can find a sign-up button to our newsletter, which goes out every week on Saturday nights, and has um, all kinds of extra information in the newsletter. And we are also on Twitter at Lakeland RPG, mm-hmm. which is usually kind of quiet just because we don't have a whole lot of time to tweet. But when we are at events such as Recon or Huracan or Gen Con this year, Lakeland Role-Playing Guild will be going to Gen Con, uh, we will be tweeting with hashtag dice on the road, which is our you know usual way to keep track of what's going on. My per- um, one, of, one of my gamer related tributes to Iron Maiden. Yeah. And um, otherwise, you can find us at lakeland-rpg.com is our website. Awesome. And you can find the links to our forum and um, various places such as that. But awesome. Facebook's usually the easiest way to get a hold of us, and you can message us through there, and we're pretty quick about it responding to messages great that sounds awesome i'm glad you guys came on tonight and uh obviously we're excited about recon as well so um definitely uh check that out and uh, any last things you guys want to tell the audience at home um well uh, once again um the guild is uh, the guild is a community and you are welcome um we we are interested in expanding the hobby to different people we're interested in expanding the guild flavor of the hobby to different folks 
and we are interested in, in learning your knowledge of, about the hobby too. Um, it, it is a, it's a give and take, it's a sharing type thing. Um, we can only improve this hobby, we can only grow this hobby if we talk to each other and share our experiences and share our knowledge. And you know, we got guys in the guild that know a lot about gaming, that play what for some folks are gonna be kind of obscure rule sets. Bring them on, you know. Get you know. Bring in there. There are some, you know, like with anything, they're going to be younger participants that are that really need to know the building blocks from back in the back in the mid seventies when when when, all, when this RPG hobby started. Um, and there are a lot of the old guys that need to be dragged kicking and screaming into the modern day too. Mm-hmm. So it you know it's a it, it's a it's a working together type of thing, and it's you know it's all about fun. Awesome. So, Scott, Tracy, Glenn, thank you so much for joining us from the Lakeland Role Playing Guild. Thanks and, for uh, having us. We're yeah. super stoked. And thank you for seeing us this weekend at Recon. Yes. Because this is going to be dropping the Thursday before Recon. So, mm-hmm. you still got time to come tonight for Session Zero. We're going to be there all weekend. So, come see us at Recon. It's going to be so much fun. You don't want to miss it. Yep. And uh, you can find us the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Uh, we're on uh, Facebook.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast Show. Go on Twitter at HH Podcast Show. Gmail, hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. And uh, when you're talking about the happy hour, Johnny and Deuce, there's not one, not two, but three hashtags you want to put in your social media of choice. Mm-hmm. Hashtag happy hour podcast, podcast. hashtag, hashtag HH podcast, podcast show, and, and hashtag, hashtag deuces, deuces on the loose. loose. Later. Bye.